and welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Well, stab me vitals. If it wasn't Carry On Dick. I did predict that this would be a history one. You did predict it would be a historical one, that's right. Did you know we would be looking for Dick? There's a lot of Dick in this. There was a lot of Dick, wasn't there? There was. A big Dick. Big Dick. Yeah. And he's Diddler. Mm-hmm. Which you might know as a... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know R2-D2 featured in this film. <laughs> what did you think of Carry On Dick? Do you like Dick? I liked it, but you couldn't tell that from my laughter. No. It wasn't a lot of laughs. Mm. Would it be fair to say that you only like Dick, you don't love Dick? <laughs> Are you going to do this throughout the whole podcast? I've been waiting all these weeks to get to this one. <laughs> to ask you whether you like Dick. What do you think about Dick? Are you always on the lookout for Dick? I, I Yes. From I, now on, you'll always be on the lookout for Dick, won't you? Mm-hmm. Particularly Big Dick. <laughs> big Dick. Particularly like the Big Dick. <laughs> but I don't feel it's a subject of humour. <laughs> Less inclined towards the diddler. Less inclined towards the diddler. So, you, you, you liked it, but you didn't love it, I think, is the answer, isn't it? Well, I thought, A, it had the best actor, well, not best actor, a lot of the good actors. Good cast, yeah. Good cast. Kenny's back. Kenny's back. I thought Kenny's character was very good for him. Mm -hmm. Um, There was the sort of, think he's up himself, but not actually being any good. That Mm. was a nice balance. Um, Joan Sims was brilliant as the mm-hmm. Cockney French bird. Yeah. Um, Babs was Babs, but in a wenchy kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I liked... Oh, you're going to have to show me pictures now. All right, okay, who? Uh, the wee guy. Jack Douglas. <laughs> Jack Douglas. Um, he didn't do too much of the falling Alf, over Alf, himself. Alfred Petitimus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually acted, so mm-hmm. that was quite good. Um, I love Bernard Breslau. Uh, did you? I did. It wasn't funny, but I thought... I thought he was very poor. In acting? Yeah. Oh, maybe we have different opinions there. Mm. Hattie didn't yes. have much, mm-hmm. but what she did have, she gave it her all. And one of my laughs I've written down for her was, was just a look. Just a look, yes. I know, I she was good that. at that. that. Um, and Sid was Sid, and it was very good for this kind of part. I think well, the others... We haven't actually... We've said Dick a lot, but we Dick haven't Turpin. spoken about the Anyone who's not sure <laughs> what the carry on, on Dick is about. It's, it's the about... carry on version of Dick Turpin. Yes. Uh, in which Sid James is the, well, it's not quite a dual role, but he is Dick Turpin, who is the nom de plume of the Reverend Flasher. That's a good name, too. That reminded me a bit of Flashheart. Yeah, well. Probably came after all the way around, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. Um, yes. Now, I, w- I forgot that we hadn't seen... Um, Kenneth Connor. Kenneth Connor until later on. Mm-hmm. And then, but his character was very good. Kenneth Connor's character. Kenneth hey! Connor's character was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Bernard... No. Um, Peter Butterworth. Peter Butterworth. A little bit thrown away, I thought, in there. Yeah. Yeah, he was a just bit. a means to the narrative, mm-hmm. really, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, all the others were pretty unmentionable. Okay, so um, the story basically involves 
the newly formed Bow Street Runners, commanded by Bernard Breslau, but uh, led uh, in this instance by... A very effeminate. Kenneth Williams as uh, Desmond Fancy, and uh, Jack Douglas as his uh, faithful sergeant, Jock Strap, uh, who are sent specifically to capture Dick Turpin. Yeah. And uh, the the story of how they do or how they fail miserably in this task. Yes, and for some reason they want to tell the Reverend to every uh, element of their plot. Well, I don't think that's not. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Cause, I mean, that is. You go to a community and you ingratiate yourself. And Ken Williams' logic was right. It's like, who's the most trustworthy person? Well, the vicar would be. Yeah. So I, I don't think that's a particularly bad. Um, it was in this story because obviously he was Dick. He was Dick. So, um, uh, aided and abetted by his sort of verger character, which was Peter Butterworth, and his housemaid, Harriet, but which was Barbara Windsor, but she was dressed as a boy. He was also knocking her off on the side. Well, she was trying to. Yeah. Apparently he hadn't managed to till at the very, very end. Hmm. Um, yeah. And throw into this mix Joan Sims as Madame de Desiree and her Wazox to Paradise. Birds of Paradise, a sort of travelling uh, burlesque show. Um, it's more who like are a in the village. Wasn't it? Yes. yes, well, that's all you could do in them days, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, and uh, and with hilarious consequences, or with slightly laughable consequences. I did count six laughs from you, so can it, it, well, I've got it one, qualifies? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, there you go. But so I, I, I don't think, well, compared to some of the others where I've struggled to cram the notes on the page, mm-hmm. this is very different. Right. Um. Though I did, it started well. Mm-hmm. Voiceover, giving you a bit of pre And And uh, the mention, now it wasn't just that he was called Roger Daly. It was that, you know, he's become weakened since he was Roger Daly. I, not that, but... There was, there was a there, slightly more a, of a gag a than the fact that he was called Roger Daly. Yeah. That is the... Lord, uh, now, he was sometimes Sir Roger Daly, and sometimes he was Lord Roger Daly. Oh. Uh, it was Bernard Breslau's character, who was the commander of the, the Bow Street Runners. Um, so was that what you were laughing at? Because I thought you were laughing at Dick Turpin, uh, known as Big Dick, owing to the unusual size of his weapon. No. That oh, I had been. I was already at. laughing at Roger Daly. Oh, All right. Okay. Okay. And the next laugh I had was when they were the when Kenny was in with his tailor, and then news came yeah. of the um. Of Dick Turpin, and they were having a conversation with his sergeant about mm-hmm. Dick Turpin, and he said something like, "It's about where you could, where you could uh, get information." And he said something that sounded like the penis on the left. The old cock in it was the, it was the pub there, the old cock, just as you come into the town, it's on the left. The old cock on the left. At which point. The tailor said, said, oh, that's where I've been going wrong. I've been providing accommodations on, on the, the right. right. Yeah, there's a lot. As you might imagine, a film that's called Carry On Dick. A lot of, of knob gags I in know, this. I know, yes. I know. And I did laugh at that. Mm-hmm. And well, right, I didn't, I didn't register you laughing at that. And the next laugh I've got, you might have one in between, was when <laughs> um, Kenny was trying to explain to Bernard Breslau about the birthmark and they were talking about it's oh no not Bernard Breslau it was uh, Sid James. James and he they would whisper what it was and then 
And then he would say, well, you can't catch him. A lot of people have poultry. Yes. See you, he said cock. And the next <laughs> one was, I don't think it'll be the wood chipper. He's the only yes. one with the chopper. He's the one with the chopper, yes. Uh, and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that, I know, it's a pentab. I did laugh at that. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I don't know, I'm not sure I noticed you laughing at that either. Well, you've, you've got a lot more laughs on it. The, the next one yeah. was um, when... So the the yeah. setup of this is that in order to find Dick, Big Dick Turpin, you've got to just say Dick all the you, time. You're really enjoying it. I love it. it. Yeah, you know, I love Dick. Uh, in order to, I always expected that of you. <laughs> in order to find Dick Turpin, they had been told that he had this birthmark on his diddler, which is his cock or his oh, chopper. Or I was going to say, you said dick and I've cock a million times, yeah. so you don't say diddler at this stage of the yeah. proceedings. <laughs> Explicit language. Children, turn off now. <laughs> children, if you've listened to 28 episodes of this, then you deserve to hear the word cock. Um, <laughs> yes, in order to, to identify Dick Turpin, they were told that he had an unusual birthmark on his penis. So in order to find who Dick Turpin was, um, Jack Douglas was going into the, following every man into the toilet and having a look at his diddler while he was peeing. Which is very popular with the old clientele. Yes, as you might imagine. Um, and is it Sid James or something like, if you're going to do that with every man, it's going to be a long job? No, it's when two people go in at the same time. Ah, right. And he says, um, you're going to have a long job. And then he says, well, that'll make my life easy. Yeah. You'll see it clearly. <laughs> yes. So, we really laboured over that one, didn't we? Well, you did. Yeah. And the next one I've got is, I've just written down Hattie Look. But it, it was, she was, wasn't she sitting at the organ and someone said some double entendre and she just stared straight at the camera with a, a gasp. Yes, the gag was that Sid, as the Reverend Flasher was saying, um, like any man who has not committed adultery in the last week, in the last week, um, stand up and walk out of here with my blessing, at which point Bill Maynard's character, Bodkin, stood up and started walking out and said, said ah, well done, Brother Bodkin, to which he said, oh, no, uh, it wasn't that, Reverend. I've just remembered where I left my hat last night. Uh, and uh, then Hattie, Hattie got the reaction look to that, which was very good. It was. She, she's brilliant at that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well, I've seen, I got another laugh from you before then, which yeah, was... Um, Peter Butterworth's bell ringing, which basically involved him being lifted up off the the, oh, yes. the ground. I think, particularly in contrast to Babs not being lifted up on the ground, made him seem very weak and mm-hmm. and all of that. And then obviously Babs had to get it. Yes. At that point. Yeah. Clear. I mean, the two two quite clear shots of Babs's breath. I was actually one. taking notes at that. Were you? Yeah. But you know, it's okay. I got to see them later. Oh, that's fine then. But um. But yeah, I've actually written bells and boobs under different time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your next laugh after that? I have. Well, they had to meet at the blasted oak. Blasted oak, and then um, Kenneth Williams looks up and says, "That's not a blasted oak. That's a bloody you." That's <laughs> yeah, just a pun. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I've only got one more laugh. I've got two. All right. Um, but I think we'll got the same one for the next one, which you might have to remind me what the setup is for him to say the line. 
Is this about Kenneth Connor's character? Yes. Kenneth Connor's character. Is when a constable. It, he's, he's the He's the parish constable. It becomes clear that he has, in fact, arrested uh, the wrong people as uh, Dick and his gang. Um, and he mutters almost as if it might have been an ad lib, I think, as he well, was walking he out of the scene. Uh, I have been a silly old constable. But he did say it particularly. Yes. With you in there instead of a no. <laughs> I'm not going that far. No. Um, and my last bit, which was very subtle. Um, and subtle in Carry On Dick. And again, I think this was ad libbed. Okay. Um, but when uh, Bernard Breslau and Kenny and Jack Douglas. Jack Douglas walked into the back of the church. Oh, yeah, I noticed you laughing then. I wasn't quite sure what that was about. Well, um, obviously they they realised it was a service and they took their hats off uh-huh. and Jack Douglas went to take his hat off, uh-huh. but his hat was already in his hands and he just sort of felt the top of his head. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, it was quite a good moment. Oh, that's, that's, I would call that almost butter warfian in a, of a type of comedy. Yes. I didn't notice Jack Douglas doing that. Yeah. I could, can I just can we just have a minute about Jack Douglas because <laughs> I think he's re, he's really come on. Can he, there's more say, to him than Alfred Mitchell. Yes, he wasn't just that, and mm-hmm. he he was. I mean, I think he was given more of the narrative mm-hmm. to do uh, again, a bit like Butterworth, mm-hmm. um, to to make it all work. But I think he he did, and he added little bits and pieces himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was more to him, and he was more carry on in me. More carry on in me. I think he's becoming part of the core folk. I, I would agree with that. The only thing I would say is, how much funnier would this film have been if Charles Hawtrey had been Sergeant Strap? Well, if back ma- in, in the days of him being good. Yeah. Yes. I mean, imagine Hawtrey at the peak of his powers mm. having to do the checking out everybody's dicks to see if they've got the birthmark. Yeah. I mean, that would definitely be art imitating life, but um, nonetheless, it would have been good. Mm-hmm. But Jack Douglas, nonetheless, uh, excellent, I thought. Yes. It was a different time then. It was a different time. I The first upsetting scene was actually of Kenneth Williams getting overrun by unwanted advances when they were trying to see if he was... Um, Dick oh, they were just trying to embarrass him, basically, because they knew he wasn't Dick Yeah, Turpin. but I meant the women oh, yeah, tried to yeah. strip him. Right, they told Joan Sims yes. and asked her to, to... To reveal whether he yeah. had a birthmark on, it, on his cock. And, um, you see, I just say the word and you giggle. You're, you're a child. I just, I, I just think... Sorry, carry on with what you were saying. I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute. So, yeah, so all these women were... And, were chasing after him, and he was saying, no, 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 and it was like, oh, well, this is like, normally this happens to the women, so, mm-hmm. but did you notice that even though he fell down the stairs half naked, mm-hmm. he wasn't half naked, you did not see a bit of flesh on him. No. It wasn't the same as when the women get ripped to shreds. All I would say about that, Fiona, is stay tuned. Oh, do we get to see a bit of... <laughs> well, I know we saw... Um, Stay tuned. We saw Kenny half-naked when he was tied up in the cell. Oh, well, yes, he, we did. He's quite a sparrow-chested man, isn't he? Well, we all... Yes. <laughs> we also saw him when he was down at the bottom of the stairs, uh, a particularly clear shot of his lovely wife fronts that he was wearing underneath. Yes. Yeah. 
underneath his tights. Yes. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, sorry, we just go back to the, the whole dick thing. <laughs> um, and the matter that we're saying dick, etc. And the fact that by the end of the film, even they weren't dressing up anymore. When they arrested Barbara Windsor and Kenny was questioning her, he was saying, he said, uh, I'm looking for dick. And she said, well, good luck round here. I've been looking for it for 10 years and I've never found any. Right? So we're now in... T- okay, there's, okay, they were talking about... It was single on progress yeah, here. Yeah. And, I, and what I thought that point was, think back to those women in the NAFI in Carry On Sergeant... You couldn't say toilet. Couldn't say toilet. Or the nurses in Carry On Nurse. Can you imagine them sitting there and going, I'm looking for dick, girls. Mm. How far we've come. And yet how Forward. far... Forwards. You know what I mean? How much more... How much less suppressed suppressed things are, but also how much more vulgar things are. It is vulgar by this point. It is vulgar. Sorry, anyway, it was a different time. It was different. Time. One more thing, apart from the bells, bells and boobs, but we kind of covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, was when Kenneth Williams was trying to get a confession out of Babs in the jail cell. Oh yes, we've just spoken about that. Um, he says. If you won't tell me what I want to know, I can force myself on you, mm-hmm. basically. So he was going to rape her, a confession out of her. But then she was all up for it. <laughs> so he ran away. Yeah. I mean, bear in mind, it was, it was a historical film even when it was made. So, okay, I don't think you can... We've used the, it was historical, therefore you get away with it, lied before. But I don't think you do yeah. with that one. All right, okay. Okay. So have you got any others It was a different time? Um, not so much it was a different time, really, no, just to, well, we'll go through the cast again, just to, just to quickly go past. Uh, well, the fact that I didn't care about. Well, not so much that, just to sort of have a good chat about everybody's performances. Sid James as uh, the Reverend Flasher and Dick Tupper, well, we uh, don't mouth we've done this at me when I've got other things to say, go on and then. so might you. Um, I thought he was very, very good. More acting than we normally get. Yeah, and and almost entirely straight. Yes, that's true. We didn't get many wahahas. Yeah, and as the Reverend Flasher, he, he was actually quite a quite a subtle and nuanced acting performance. I thought. Okay. It was it was a different kind of said than we've seen before. I think uh, the oddly second Bill Joan Sims as uh, Madame Desiree. Why? Because he was, she was above Kenny. Well, above Kenny. Um, and it was a smaller part than And Kenny. it was a smaller part than Kenny's. Uh, I liked her. Um, I quite like the fact that she... I, I, I like it when it's sexy Joan, not frumpy Joan. Yeah. And she definitely did this, because by the end of it, she was enticing Bernard Breslau away from his... Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. More, his younger uh, wife or girlfriend, not quite clear who she was. Uh, Kenny... I don't think it was away for him, it was just... Just uh, alternative two. Yeah. Uh, Kenny as um, Desmond Fancy. Do you fancy? No. Sometimes in in the in the brown wig looks great. In the grey wig looks really old. I know. I did think the brown wig made him look completely different. Hmm. Interestingly, he remarked upon in his diaries uh, on seeing the film that everybody looked old or ill. Now, I'm not quite sure that is exactly the case, but I think it was for him, and mm. I imagine that's kind of what he was looking at. Uh, Hattie as uh, as Miss Hoggart. She could have done more. Yeah, so I think they do struggle to get apart for her, don't they? Kind of, yeah. It's like she's almost 
always just sort of a, a little bit extra. So I thought what was interesting is she's normally besotted with Kenny. Mm-hmm. And this time she was besotted with Sid. And I don't yeah. think they had the same chemistry. No. I know they weren't meant to have chemistry because no. she yeah. it was re- reciprocated. But I think it, it I think um I mean obviously Sid and Babs go well together. Mm-hmm. Although even that I think in this one Sid I think generally for all of just said he had a nuance and good performance, he just seemed tired. Mm. Uh, now there might be a reason for that as well, which is that at the time that they were filming this film, um Sid uh Bernard Breslau, Barbara Windsor, Jack Douglas Peter Butterworth and Kenneth Connor were all starting on stage in the evenings. Uh, so can they were sort of double carrying on um, yeah. over over the over the piece of this. Um, but yeah, there, there wasn't the same chemistry, even as there had been between Sid and Hattie in like Cabby, mm. if you remember. Or oh, Constable. Yeah. They were they were there was a bit of spark between them and Constable yeah, if you true. if you think back that far uh, as well. Or even in Loving when they were supposed to be married, oh, but weren't really, yeah. she fancied him, etc. Um, so that was Hattie. Uh, uh, lots of good looks. I agree yes. with you there. Excellent with that. And also the bit when she was starting to cotton on to what might be happening when they oh, had a jumble sale and she realised yeah. that he'd been lying to her. Yeah. Um, Bernard Breslau as uh, Roger Daly. Roger Daly. Um, yes, he was very good. More ah, acting. Disagree. Thank you. Oh, yes. Poor. We said that earlier. Really, I think he was poor. And he thought an, an odd choice for him to have this very throaty delivery when presumably that was putting a strain on his voice that was already being strained mm. by being uh, in the evenings as, as well. Uh, yeah. Who would you have in that post instead, then? Oh! Uh, or what other char- character would you have given him? I think it was... it. Well... It, He's been Sid's sidekick before, so he could have done that. The uh, Butterworth. Yeah, no, he could have done the Butterworth. But Butterworth couldn't do that part. He couldn't do his part. He could have done Kenny's sidekick, but I don't think Jack Douglas could have done that yeah. part. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, that was his part. I think there's no, mm. there's, no, there's no question about that. But it was a bit one note. Yeah. When he's got to be bad, when he's got to be angry, he's, he's not as good as when he's innocent and, yeah, and fun, lovable. is he? Uh, Barbara Windsor as uh, Harriet. Well, she's uh, just bad, isn't she? Yeah, again, she didn't think... She was a bit phoning it in as well, I thought. Mm. Uh, Anyway, uh, Margaret Nolan was uh, Sir Roger's uh, love interest. Kept getting all her clothes taken off her by... She couldn't act. Do you think uh, talking wasn't her strong point? No. She was all right in Girls when she was the... Well, in this one, it's all basically... uh, I have no recollection of seeing her before. Uh, Jack Douglas we've spoken about as being no. uh, very good. The legendary Marianne Stone as old Maggie. She was good, but there wasn't much of her. No, but she's, that's, scene, that's really. why she's Marianne Stone, isn't it? I thought she was very good with the blacked out teeth. Patsy Rowland's thrown away in her half a scene in the in the jumble sale. I didn't know she was someone famous. Oh, well, she's been good before. She's normally Kenneth's secretary. You know, I don't know anyone. Oh, she does. Yeah, and she's been in a few films where you've got. Oh, is that was that her? Sorry, uh, uh, I like her, but yes, she's normally the waning secretary. Yep, Kenneth Connor's sick character, the uh, parish constable. He's always good at old. Yep. Is that because he's getting old? Well, I don't think because he's. I would imagine he's probably kind of ages with the likes of Kenneth Williams and Sid James. Mm, yeah, but, um, but now he's old. He, he's he plays super old. He's like Clive Dunn in Dad's Army, isn't he? Uh. Or David Jason in Porridge, and he plays really old men. Very good though. 
Uh, I loved the fact that he always marched in time behind Bernard Dresler. Yeah. That was quite funny. A bit too close for a tall man. <laughs> yes. Um, Peter Butterworth as Tom. A little bit thrown away as I well, know, I he thought. could have had more. Now what we know him. Uh, David Lodge as uh, Bullock, who was in the... Um, both street runners, did not much of him either. Michael Nightingale was Squire Trelawney for a scene and a half, yeah, did what he needed yeah. to do. Bill Maynard was Bodkin, the landlord of the pub. He was alright. Like his not being able to say wise or all. Yes, no, that was funny. Mm-hmm. John Clive was the um, uh, tailor in the in those scenes. Oh, well, he was on his knees most of the time. He did a bit of good knee acting, I quite like that. And this young chap here who was a uh, highwayman in the... Or held up by a highwayman. Oh, right at the beginning. At the, in the beginning. Are you going to tell me it's someone I know really well? No, it's not someone you know really well, but it is someone else on that page's son. Ooh, this is a fun game. Kenny narrows it down because, you know, you're knocking out Kenny. Bernard <laughs> uh, Breslau? No. It's Kenneth Connor's son. Really? Uh, Can you see it now? Yeah. And... If you remember in Nurse, when Kenneth Connor was the boxer, a little boy who was his son came and oh, saw him at the end. Son? And that was him. And here he is, Aww. older, in a, in a proper part. It's good to see his dad getting him on the job. <laughs> getting him on the job, and Dick. Getting him a job. All right, okay. Introducing him to Dick. He's too young for any of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I wonder about the costumes and the set. Very good. Yes, and I thought there'd be a lot more random field. Yeah. To keep the cost down. But no, there was sets of yoldy worldy outsidey mm-hmm. and insidey and mm-hmm. churches and all of that kind of thing, which I was quite impressed by. Um Yes, no, I I, I would agree with you. Okay. Scrimp. Nope. When we spoke about things that um it might have been, what sort of thing it might have been, you said carry-on sailor. Oh, yes. It almost was carry-on sailor, as it happens. What do you mean? Well, they, a, a script was commissioned. If you notice, this was actually written by Talbot Rothwell, who'd written them all oh, up and to now. Oh, and then... Based on an idea by... Yeah. And these guys were guys who'd written a, a radio sitcom called The Navy Lark, and they had been actually contracted to do three carry-on, to write three carry-on films, the first of which was going to be carry-on sailor. But it didn't work out. They then were told, okay, do Dick Turpin, but they couldn't make it work. So they then went back to Talbot Rothwell, who really struggled um, to, to write this to the point where he had to dictate it to his daughter because he was exhausted, um, like mentally, oh. didn't know what a typewriter was, etc. Uh, so a uh, bit of behind the scenes uh, story. Yeah. Really. yeah. They worked um, like dogs. They did. I'm afraid they kind of did, didn't they? Um, Kenneth Williams got to do the up yours gag back at Sid James from yeah, well, uh, Cat of the Kyber. Yeah. Done that now. Uh, and a couple, just a bit a technical bit. Um, a really two really strange handheld camera scenes. One when Hattie was listening at the door to Sid supposed to be telling off. Well, you know how I don't even notice the difference between film and video. So yeah, how am I going to tell if it's handheld? Well, I, I'd noticed that, and later on when um, Sid and Peter Butterworth went up the stairs to go into the drag. Mm-hmm. That bit was handheld as well. I was like, this is kind of strange. We've done this before on the carry-ons. Yeah, but there we go. Uh, so you the... did notice that um, some of the streets had painted white lines. Yes, yes. They didn't bother painting those out. Carriage, carriage on the right, on the right, right side of the road. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, will we do a death sweep then? Oh, there might be some more people. Well, the, the sun will be alive. I believe the sun is alive. Uh, There's not necessarily more people alive. Uh, let me tell you. Babs. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> as far as I am aware. Oh, Margaret Nolan is still alive, sorry. Which Babs, one? Margaret yeah. Nolan, and uh, Kenneth Connor's son, I think, is still alive. Right. Um, you know we're going to be killing off these people with the curse. I know, but we haven't done it yet. We've been doing this quite a while, and, and so far, no major carry-on star still alive has died. Let's uh, keep that up for, for, well, basically for Jim Dale and Barbara Windsor's sake, shall we? <laughs> Possibly Cribbins. And Leslie Phillips, I suppose. Uh, don't look at the names of the next films. Oh, I didn't notice names. that. So, uh, the big question then. You enjoyed Dick. I always loved but, the Dick. What about the film? Um, but do we carry on? Yes, we do. Uh, are you genuinely this now, or is this now, I know it's near the end, I'm going to see it through regardless? I'm curious. You're curious? How bad can it get? It's got quite vulgar. And you've now promised me that we're going to see quite a bit of Kenneth Williams at some stage. Well, there is that. <laughs> well, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so, uh, carryonpodcast at gmail.com or at carryonpodcast on Twitter. Uh, but all that remains is to say, uh, join us again the next time when we carry on up the misses. Bye. Bye. Carry on. Regardless.